Hi, everyone. Welcome to Every Great Adventure Begins as a Dream, a podcast where I inspire you to get out there and see the world. I'm Donna, a baby boomer and somewhere in the vicinity of being a senior citizen. I spent nearly 20 years as a professional travel counselor helping thousands of people see the world. Prior to that, I was in the U.S. Navy, ultimately attaining the rank of commander. My first duty station was in Neomachery, Greece. Now that was a great adventure. I was truly living the dream. Although I've traveled a lot, there's still a lot of world out there for me to see. Since I'm not getting any younger, I've got to keep going to see as much as I can before I can't. So let's dream together and plan our next great adventure. For more inspiration, you can follow me on my blog at everygreatadventure.com where you can also see my travel photos. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest as Every Great Adventure. Of course, you can always reach me by email. My address, Donna at EveryGreatAdventure.com. I have to admit, this last month, things have finally gotten to me. To begin with, we're still under all the COVID-19 restrictions. On top of that, our home has been in total chaos for the last six weeks. We've been trying to fix a leaking roof, and each attempt has just revealed more and more problems. It's ultimately mushroomed into an unexpected and expensive remodeling project. If you've had any remodeling done, you know that having your home life disrupted for a length of time becomes very stressful. In the middle of all this chaos was the anniversary of my mother's death, and then two days later... Our dog died unexpectedly. That was the straw that broke the camel's back. Right now, I just need to get away. I need to de-stress. I need to relax. You know what? I really need to take a cruise, a nice, long cruise. I find cruising an extremely relaxing and easy way to travel. This time two years ago, Art and I were making plans to take a 57-day cruise from Miami to Lima, three-quarters of the way around South America. I'm not sure what I was thinking. 57 days on a cruise ship and then adding in the time to get to and from the ship, it was now 60 days. Although we had taken a 30-day cruise before, I wasn't even sure how to start preparing for being away from home for 60 days. Of course, there were other questions that came to mind. Could Art and I survive 57 days in a room measuring a mere 143 square feet? Would we literally and figuratively be in each other's way all the time? Would our marriage survive this much closeness? You may be wondering why we would even consider such a trip. South America held a lot of destinations that were on our bucket list. So we thought doing it all in one fell swoop made sense. Searching for the right cruise came next. We'd originally considered a cruise that would circumnavigate South America, round trip from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Holland America has such a cruise, but it's more than 70 days in length. Oceana Cruises didn't offer a cruise that circumnavigated the continent, but by putting together three cruises, Miami to Rio de Janeiro, Rio de Janeiro to Buenos Aires, and Buenos Aires to Lima, we could go about three-quarters of the way around it in 57 days. Two months of travel seemed a little more manageable to us. Our trip on Oceana Cruises' Serena was to take us through the Caribbean, into the Amazon, down the east coast of South America, around Cape Horn, and up the west coast as far as Lima, Peru. Since Iguazu Falls was another place on our South American bucket list, 
Art decided we should try to fit it into the cruise. Since we had two nights in Rio de Janeiro, Art decided that would be the best time for us to make a little detour from our cruise. He found an inbound tour operator that put together a trip to the falls from Rio. I have a blog post about this on my website. I've included the link in the show notes. The falls were absolutely breathtaking. For us, the highlights of the trip would be visiting Devil's Island, Rio de Janeiro, Montevideo, Buenos Aires, the Falkland Islands, Santiago, Iguazu Falls, and then spending six days on the Amazon and rounding Cape Horn. Our longest cruise to date had been 30 days. However, we were in a much larger stateroom with a veranda. Since this cruise was going to cost so much more than we spent in the past, we decided to downsize to a less expensive stateroom. Art was ready to make the move to an interior stateroom. I was only willing to go as far as an ocean view. Our compromise was an ocean view stateroom with an obstructed view, which fit into our budget and turned out to be a great room. Preparing for a 57-day absence was a bit more challenging than I thought it would be. Well, I thought people travel south for the winter all the time, so it can't be too difficult, right? Wrong. It helps if you're going to be in one place for the entire trip, but since we would constantly be on the move, this was a different story. Art has a few medical issues. We needed to make sure we had all the medications he would need for the entire 60 days. At first, we thought, no problem. They always send out 90-day supplies. Well, that would have been fine if the 90 days coincided with the trip, but of course it didn't. Art worked with the pharmacy to make sure he would have everything he needed at the time he needed it. It took a bit of effort on his part, but he was able to get it done. We also had to remember to stop his auto shipments of medications that arrived via UPS or FedEx. And then there was the mail. Once again, not as easy as I would have guessed. The United States Postal Service will only hold your mail for 30 days. Longer than 30 days, you must forward the mail to another address. I, obviously, didn't have an address to which the mail could be forwarded. I thought perhaps I could forward it to my brother's address, but then having to switch it all back again might create even more difficulties. After all, my brother stayed with us over four years ago when he moved into our town, and I'm still receiving mail addressed to him. Forwarding the mail was not an option I wanted to use. But then I had an idea. I was going to have access to the internet while we were cruising, and I could stop the mail for 30 days, allow it to be delivered, and then stop it again for another 30 days. Since my brother was coming by the house anyway, he would just need to be sure to be there on the day the mail was delivered. One more problem solved. Speaking of the mail, there were our recurring bills to consider. The electric, security, insurance, credit cards. Three months prior to our trip, Art created a list of all our recurring bills from his database. We made sure that each bill and credit card was set up for auto payment from our bank and checked it off the list. As bills came in over the next few months, we verified that we had all of them on the list. We also made sure to set up auto payments for the credit cards that we don't use very often, just in case we used them while we were traveling. Speaking of credit cards, when you're traveling, make a photocopy of the front and back of each credit card you'll be taking with you and pack it away with your other important travel documents. Or take a picture and save it on your cell phone. That way, if your card is stolen or lost while you're traveling, you'll have the phone number of the credit card company as well as the credit card number. Be sure to notify the credit card company that you'll be traveling. You don't want them to decline the charge of that special souvenir you wanted. If you have pets, you're well aware of the difficulties in making arrangements for their care while you're traveling. 
We were so very fortunate that our former neighbors absolutely loved our dog and she loved them. They were always ready to take our girl for us while we were traveling. They have a dog about the same age and they got along great. I couldn't imagine having to board our pup for two months. At least I knew that while we were traveling, she was well cared for and loved. Our indoor-outdoor pond has a lot of goldfish. Fortunately, during the winter months, the fish go into a semi-dormant state and don't require any food. Now, in the warmer months, we have an automatic feeder that we use. The feeder holds about three to four weeks worth of food, so we don't have to worry too much about feeding the fish while we travel in the summer. Then there are the routine things we do before we go on any trip. We have this beautiful, unusual house that we love dearly. Our biggest worry while traveling is that the electricity will go out. Now, this can cause a few problems. Most importantly is the waterfalls in the pond will stop running. The waterfalls aerate the water, and without that, the fish will quickly die. Not that we're terribly attached to the fish. We just don't want to come home to 50 or more dead fish rotting away in the pond. We do turn the heat down while we're traveling in the winter. We don't turn it off. We just turn it down. We don't want to come home to any frozen or burst pipes. In the summer, we turn the cooling temperature up so that it's warmer than it would be if we were in the house, yet it won't get terribly hot. We also make sure to keep the fan on the heating and cooling system on continuous run, just to make sure the air in the house keeps circulating. Before we leave home, Art goes to the electric panel and turns off the water heaters. There's no need to keep the water hot when no one's here. We also unplug all the small appliances in the house, such as the toaster, or coffee maker, or microwave, computers, printers, you know, all the little stuff. We put timers on the lights in several rooms. They are set to go off and on at various times in the early morning, evening, and at night. We try to make it look as though someone is home. Any lights not on the timers are unplugged. I do always try to give the house a good cleaning before we leave on a trip. As much as I hate to clean, I don't like coming home to a dirty house even more. Art and I were both sick in the last two weeks before our cruise, so I didn't get the house cleaned. I was not happy coming home to dust bunnies. Just like real rabbits, they multiply quickly. If you can have someone come and stay at your house while you're traveling, that's the ideal situation. Even though we live in the country, we do have one neighbor nearby that keeps an eye on our house. Both of our houses feed off the same electric transformer, so they know if their electricity has gone out, most likely ours has as well. They are wonderful about coming over to check on the house and make sure everything's fine. In addition, my brother doesn't live too far away, and he comes over periodically to check on things. He also waters my plants for me, which is nice. Between our neighbors and my brother, the house is well looked after. Finally, we needed to figure out what to take with us. Since we travel so often, we don't obsess about what to pack. We do start talking in general about what to take, maybe a month or so before our departure. We get out the things we need that are stored in other closets and put them on the guest room bed as we think of them, just so we don't forget. I try not to actually pack the suitcases for our trips more than a day prior to our departure. Since this trip would encounter both hot and cold weather, we knew we'd have a lot of clothes. Four suitcases and four carry-ons later, we were packed. Of course, we had to take the laptop, a tablet, and our two cell phones. We had headsets for each of us, the cribbage board, my camera, Art's camera, a couple of books. One of our carry-ons was just filled with Art's medications to last us for the two months. Oh yeah, and I can't forget the cold pack we used to carry Art's insulin. In short, we had a lot of stuff. I only wish I had thought to take a picture of it. 
We were just hopeful it would all fit into our tiny stateroom. Would we be able to find storage space for everything? Would we need to leave some of the clothes in the suitcases and pull things out as we needed them? Could there possibly be enough room to store all this luggage? As it turned out, it was snug, but everything fit. Even though our stateroom was one of the smallest, we still had the same amount of storage as the larger rooms. And there was just enough room under the bed to store our luggage. I'll be honest, I was afraid the time on this cruise would drag, but the days passed by very quickly. In all, we visited 30 different ports of call in nine countries and spent 19 days at sea. We saw seals, sea lions, whales, and even pink dolphins. Between the two of us, we took over 1,500 pictures. Thank goodness we have digital cameras. I can't even imagine the cost of that many rolls of film plus developing. I did the calculation. It would have been more than 40 rolls of film, and that's using a 36 exposure roll. Even as experienced travelers, we weren't sure how to prepare for a 57-day cruise. But by starting early, we did figure it out. All in all, it was a great experience. We managed fine in our little stateroom and returned with our marriage intact. Would I do it again? In a heartbeat. Reminiscing about our travels does help me to get through all the stuff that's going on right now. I'm looking forward to our next cruise in December of 2021. I remain optimistic that we'll be able to travel by then. In the meantime, I'll just have to imagine myself stretched out on a deck chair, book in one hand, margarita in the other, and the sea breeze blowing through my hair. I hope you enjoyed our show today. If you did, be sure to share it with a friend. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest as Every Great Adventure. Visit my website at everygreatadventure.com where you can sign up for my blog. Until next week, keep dreaming of your next great adventure.